Welcome to Surf Chaos Podcast. I'm back, and yeah, we've had two events happen, and we're about to have one more here in a little over a week's time. So I'm going to get right into it. First of all, thanks again to Minnow Surfboards for helping me surf when the waves are small on some amazing mid-length equipment. Lots of fun there. Check them out. And... That's about it for the sponsor right now, but hey, it's all good. We're here to talk about WSL, surfing, and I'm going to go right into it. I've had two events back-to-back, which is exciting. Wait, three three events. My bad, since I've been on here. Uh, I'm going to start right off at G-Land, and it was kind of like, wah, wah. I think expectation was super high. Everybody was stoked to see epic waves, and... You know, it was, it was, I mean, hell, I mean, it was good surf there, but it wasn't like epic G-Land that we wanted to see. We wanted to see big, long barrels. We wanted to see something we don't normally get to see, but we saw just kind of mediocre surf. And there were some days it was kind of crumbly. It wasn't the best. And their window for running the contest is shorter now because they have less surfers. They feel like they need a shorter window. To me, it doesn't make sense at all. The idea is to get the best surf possible, and having a two-week window c- gives you the opportunity. Yes, you can crank it out quicker if you have less surfers, but then, as all of us know, surf's not good every single day. And, you know, you can go easily a whole week without seeing a good day. But in the two-week period, you, you, you know, even at your average beach break, you're going to see at least a morning or an afternoon, or, hey, that was pretty decent. But at a place like G-Land, where you know the surf's pretty consistent that time of year, the wind's usually pretty good, let's give it a two-week window. Because you could easily, as we saw, not get it. It was like the day before and day after the contest, we had some pumping swell. It just wasn't there. So they've pretty much dropped the ball there, I feel like, on creating a shorter window. I mean, it just doesn't make sense at all. Because even when they had more surfers... They were still cranking out in like four days. And it almost seems like they're taking four days to finish these contests too. Because like, oh, the surf's not good. It's like, just have the good surf and just have that window. You know, just bust it out. Um, so anyways, you know, that contest, you know, is exciting. You know, we got to see, uh, you know, some really, I did get to see some good surfing. It's cool to see, um, was uh, Jack Robinson. He destroyed, obviously he won, Felipe Toledo, keeping the yellow jersey, second place there, so, I mean, both are on fire, fire. I mean, and Jack Robinson coming out of a win from Margaret River, and then going into El Salvador, kind of thought maybe we'd see Jack Robinson, um, you know, again, but, you know, it's all right. He still did well. And we saw Griffin Colapinto take his first, uh, no, second win this year. But, um, you know, hey, it was cool to see him win. Um, he well deserved it. And Philippe Toledo, again, in the final. This guy is just crushing, crushing. And it's just so cool to see him finally click in gear and get it. I mean, he was there last year because he was in the final. And Medina was just, I think, that much better. But Philippe is just that much better this year. Um, 
so yeah, it's really cool to see him, and he's putting on some performances. But going back to the wave in El Salvador, um, yeah, I don't know. I just it, it looked kind of average too. It was kind of crumbly. I mean, kind of fun, but it looked challenging. Wasn't the best like magical wave, you know. Yet, I still feel like if they were gonna do. I don't know, something's going on there, some kind of political move, I feel like, some money got moved around, pushed around, hey, let's have the contest here. Um, out of my knowledge, my control, I just really wish we could have seen Mexico again. I've been watching some footage, video footage from down there recently, it's just firing, um, seeing crews, but hey, you know, I don't get to make these decisions. I think there's a bunch of other waves um, in that part of the world they could explore, but... Um, El Salvador is, you know, I, mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that they went somewhere new. I'm really happy to see a new spot. Um, it just wasn't the best wave, and I think maybe it was also the holding period again. Maybe if they had another week, they, we could have seen some better quality surf. I think that's, you know, I personally don't know much about that wave. I've never been there. I haven't done a lot of research on it. I'm, I'm imagining it has a lot more potential than what we saw. But it's pretty cool to see some of the surfing that we've been seeing um, but I, I will say that the um, event in Rio um, actually was a lot more enjoyable. It was just a lot more exciting. I think, you know, you know seeing the Brazilians on their home turf, seeing, um, you know, Toledo take the win. And um, the air, like obviously his 10-point ride was amazing. And it was actually cool. We got to see... Uh, Two ten point rides that event we don't see don't see too many ten point rides. I mean, we'll, we'll go you know multiple events without seeing one. We saw two of this event, and it's not a place I would have thought I would have saw a ten point ride. You know, normally you're thinking you see a ten point ride somewhere like J Bay Pipe, Tahiti. You know, these places with these big explosive barrels, and um, yeah, we saw it in uh, Brazil, which is cool. And you know, the the crowd on the beach in Brazil is quite impressive. You know, you just yeah, you're in a city with a lot of people, but the fans in general, they're, they're really into it. It's pretty its pretty awesome to see. Um, but yeah, it's, Philippe clinched his spot in the WSL Final Five, so no matter what, he's at least got a, a spot there, final in fifth place on. Um, but yeah, just on fire again. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see the surfing he's been putting out. Um, Jack Robinson looked really, really solid. I kind of thought he was going to go a little further than he did. But, you know, as part of it, we see upsets. Um, Sammy Pupo really obviously surprised all of us, you know, making it as far as he did. Uh, I thought Kyle Belly getting a perfect 10 early on was going to do well. Um, but, you know, his matchups, I mean, just your heat. You know, you know, you know it's like... Look, sometimes the wave gods just don't produce, and you fail. So, um, I have been mind-playing my survival league, and I, if I hadn't picked Jordy and J-Bay, in which I was literally last minute going to change it, but I missed it by like an hour, uh, I was going to change the fleet, I would have been in. So, could have, should have, would have, but I, I, you know, I... I I'm still playing along in my head to see how far I would have gotten. And I would have won in G-Langs. I picked Medina. And then in... Um, sorry, where was, where was the... Um, El Salvador. I 
actually had picked um, Ethan Ewing, I want to say, and he did. He would he made it, yeah. And then I would have lost in Rio, though. So my 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 survival league would have came to an end there because I, I went with Griffin Cole Pinto and he fucking blew it like a fucking donkey. Just kidding. He no, he's a great surfer. Just that, that curse, Cole Pinto curse. And I should have known better. A lot of times when people come off a win, they don't go right back into winning again. I feel like there's a hunger that pushes people to get the win, and sometimes you have the win, you kind of feel like you can just coast a little bit. And but that being said. When you start getting this far into your picks, there weren't a lot of people left. I mean, I should have went with put a little more thought into it and said, "All right, which Brazilian can I pick?" You know, um, that might have done well. But I would have never picked Sammy Pupo, and I might have gone with Kyle Belly. He was my backup. He lost too, so I'm out. And I think it's down to very few people at this point. I mean, that was a big loss there. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing it again next year. I really hope they can um, maybe figure out a way to have a losers round of some sorts. Um, be cool, like to you know maybe have the challenger series or say, all right, everybody, if you're out, we're gonna add, you know maybe halfway pay an extra twenty bucks. We'll do like a I don't know. It doesn't really work. It's some way to like. You know, get you back into like a different round, like you know, have a separate league of some sorts. Um, but I think the Challenger series would probably make the most sense. But there's a lot more guys to choose from, um, so it might be harder to kind of get down to a final winner there as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 exciting. It's fun. It just it just sucks. It's like oh, I gotta wait until the next season to play again. And um, as far as my fantasy surfing goes, man, I was blowing it, I was picking the wrong people. And the WSL. So on G-Land, it was the first event that we had the, um, you know, the, the cut the cutoff. So there was less surfers to choose from. And, you know, it, what sucks is you kind of like, because, you know, you can go all the way to the round of 16 for the men's quarterfinals for the women's to make your pick. And it's like you got very few surfers left. Most of us are picking the same lineup. They're, you know, they're, luckily there was a, one or two tweaks that happened. So we're not all picking the same person. But... It just, it's just not the same, you know. I really feel like, I think it makes a lot of sense to pick, just like Survival League, once the contest period starts, or, or once round one starts, like boom, you're in. You know, you I mean, say the, the holding period's on the tenth, but they don't surf to the twelfth. It's fine, but once the contest starts on the twelfth, you're in. And I think it makes a lot more sense to have those picks. It's more challenging. You like, you really gotta. I, you know, you're thinking about the whole the whole event, and then the other thing that happened was they went from round of six. Sorry, sorry, we went from elimination round to the round of sixteen, but they overlapped heats. So that last elimination round, I had picked Nat Young to be one of my surfers, but because halfway through round of sixteen started, locks. Your surfers were picked and locked in, and I couldn't even see the matchups yet. So that really threw things off for a lot of us. We, we weren't able to actually take the time to make our final picks. Um, so if you're gonna do it that way, let you know, give us some time. They should have went back to the women's, or, or which they ended up doing in the last event. 
they went back to the women and let the women surf quarterfinals. And then so we the men got it, were able to lock in and see who um, he picks were. That being said as well as um, when it was in El Salvador, I, I thought ahead about it, knew that that it happened the last event, made sure I didn't have anybody I was going to pick. He was in that last seat just in case. Because I didn't know who was going to win. I mean, you know, it's a lot of times because I was a buzzer beater. So I didn't want to pick a surfer and then like, man, he lost. And, you know, you don't want to start off with one less guy because every point matters um, with the fantasy surfing. So, yeah, I'm hanging in there like fourth or fifth place in my league. You know, I'm right in the middle. Um, you know, our first place guy's got a pretty good lead, but you know, it can all change quickly too. We could have a bad couple events and we've got J Bay, which I'm definitely looking forward to. It's definitely one of my favorites and Tahiti. So it's, it's you know, we're gonna end with a bang. Hopefully, um, we'll get some good swell for J Bay. There's potentially the right time of year, you know, it's Southern hemisphere, wintertime swell, it's, you know, yeah, should be good. Should be good, hopefully. It's definitely a hard one to watch, being halfway around the world. Definitely um, one of those where I need to, you know, as far as making my picks, really somehow pay attention. It's like a lot of times I'll wake up, the contest is finishing for the day. Uh, but sometimes when I'm going to bed, I can catch the beginning of it too. So, But it's like that middle part, I'm definitely missing some sleep. Um, just part of it, you know, they all can't be in California or Central America. I think the Brazil one was nice, actually, because the Brill... It started like what, what, four hours difference? So like, if I'm waking up at six or seven, you know, we've been on for a little bit, not for long, maybe like two hours, and I was like, perfect. I've, you know, not missing too much, but it's like wake up and it's already on. I like that. So I can just when they're in California, sometimes get to wake. I wish I was able to, you know, get some of these uh, surf travels in with these guys. I'm a little envious, but it's part of it. I guess what makes it so exciting is to see these guys do something that we all want to do. And in some ways, you feel like you're part of it because you're, you know, at home watching it and seeing some drama go down. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, local surf, there's been a little bit of action around here, which is nice. The water's been warm enough to be really comfortable. The air's been nice, nice mornings. Some glassy conditions in the morning, getting some fun little, you know, three, four foot waves. What else can I ask for, you know? Getting some time in the water is always great, especially when it's that size. And um, yeah, turning the board, getting things loose, feeling a little off. I've noticed my surfing, I don't know if you guys experienced, you go through like moments where you're just fire and fire. It's not just moments where you get these bad habits that are happening. You're like, why am I doing that? Why do I keep doing that? Or it's just like, ugh. It gets frustrating. It's like, I'm just, I don't know what I need. Like a mental shift. And um, yeah, I need to do something. I feel like I'm just in this bad habit of like dropping in, getting to my feet too late when I'm going front side. And, you know, sometimes it's the boards I'm on to. But then like my backside's been really, really on point, you know. But I'm also not getting to my feet quick enough too. I don't know what's going on. And then it's like, some days I'm, I'm on it, so it, it's really weird. I've had these weird um, just moments where I'm like going, going, dropping in super late. I'm just like not making it. What the fuck's going on? Uh, but it's been happening. Like, I've been out a lot lately in the water, and I feel like I can't break this like mental like uh, mentality of like just you know, um, being a little bit behind the wave for some reason sometimes. Um, 
but you know, it doesn't. I mean, it's not like it's happening every single way. It's just like I'll have a couple waves like that. I'm like, why did I? What you know? Maybe I was thinking too long and not paying attention because the waves are be kind of soft. Anyways, but yeah, I've been trying to really focus more on you know having a little more endurance in the water, a little more strength, and just being a little quicker to my feet so I can just drop in a little later, a little bit more behind the wave, so I can have that speed and shoot out in front of it. Um, you know, especially when I'm working with some smaller waves, I want to try to create as much speed as possible, and I've been trying new maneuvers. I've been really pushing myself to try working on my bottom turn more trying to attack the lip uh, a little differently and part of you know when you do that i've noticed you got to be okay with failing and falling and it's hard sometimes you just want to you know sometimes just want to get up and do the same maneuver i'm so used to and like oh that felt good but then sometimes after a while it's like a like row stops you know just i just got one style surfing and you know i really want to even i'm aged keep pushing myself and trying different maneuvers and you know, sometimes it gets frustrating. You go out every, you know, session of session. You know, I keep wanting to that I convince them, tell myself, try something new, try something new, and then I keep falling or not making it. So I feel like I'm having more of a frustration session instead of, and then instead of falling back into my old habits of thinking, all right, I know what I'm doing here. Let's do that. So that's part of it too. But yeah, I'm sure that I'm not the only person out there who thinks that way. But then sometimes I see guys who just always ripping and always just. You know, just always seem to be on point. And maybe it's just more time in the water, more time in the water, and I'm just not getting that time that I need uh, like I used to. Um, I mean, I'm really craving some barrels. I haven't had a really nice one in a while, and it just seems tricky when, you know, the conditions just aren't offering up barreling waves. And then, um, you know, such so catch 22. It's like, you know, I want those waves, but then I kind of got to wait for the wintertime and I, mean, I love surfing the winter which is it's just so nice this time of year it's just like wearing a spring suit i went a couple days with just board shorts and you know it's just so easy to be in the water early it's just because it's warm out but then in the winter time you're like oh man it's cold but like once you're out there you're fine but yeah i just I, I, my body doesn't move as well in the cold water too i feel like i'm like a little more stiff a little more like out of breath a little more just out of shape and you know feeling this you know the, the warmness helps I don't know, it makes my muscles move. I'm good. So that's exciting. Um, you know, to, to be able to, I'm just excited to be in the water, you know, in, in these warm days. It's awesome. I'm trying to get as many, you know, not take it for granted because I feel like summer flies by and they seem like, fuck, it's fall, which is great. I love fall. It's my favorite time of year to surf. But then you know what's around the corner. It's winter. So I, I want to just cherish every day of summer. And, you know, it's one of those things you're like, oh, okay, kids out of school, let's go travel somewhere in the summer. But you're like, wait, I want to be here to enjoy the summer. Why can't we travel in the winter? Oh, we can't because kids in school. Uh, such a dilemma um, that, you know, once you have kids, you can't just travel when you want to. And, of course, that's the reason why airlines charge enormous rates for their tickets, you know, in the summer, as well as other things. Anyways, back to... But moving into J-Bay, my prediction is I think Fleep's going to win it again. I think um, he's on a roll. The wave suits him. Um, Medina's out right now. um, I will mention, if you guys ever forgot, we haven't. uh, This wave hasn't been surfed in a contest since 2019. So um, 
yeah, we've missed a couple years there, so it's exciting to be back. I mean, due to you know all the COVID bullshit. So, uh, and Medina won it last time. Italo was in the final with him. Italo did beat Philippe Toledo in the semifinals. So I expect to see both of them do very well. And I also think Jack Robinson is going to go far too. Can't say. Also need to mention, it sucks that John John's out. It really sucks this guy gets injured so much because he would have had more world titles under his belt. He was on the road to be up there with competition with Philippe. And it might have been, honestly, I think John is a better surfer than Philippe Toledo. And I think John would, uh, might have that world title if it came down to it. But I think Philippe having Medina injured and uh, John John injured, there's really nothing stopping him. Those were his biggest, I think, obstacles. Jack Robinson's going to be a tough one, but I think Philippe's got a little more more experience, a little more knowledge to make this his chance to, to the world title. And um, notice Kelly's been out too. He says he's injured, but I think it's bullshit. I just see him surfing in Indonesia, and I think he was just like, fuck surfing these waves in you know, El Salvador and Rio when I can just be here in Bali. He's like, I'm not going to win a world title. It's not going to happen. He's like, you know, he's probably going to go J-Bay. He loves that wave, and he's going to go Tahiti, see how he does, and you know, call it a day, and just, you know, he's, he's set, he can be surfing in the, con- he's, in, he's in it for next year if he wants to, he's fine, he, he can surf, um, uh, you know, pipe again next year, and do tour, keep doing tour, keep winning pipe, and then he's set, <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, um, I really wish I had more time for these, I'm, I always say it every time, try, 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 but yeah, so next week, July 12th, and I was looking at, it's always the same week, around the same time a year in July when they do have J-Bay, so uh, it, should be, it should be good fun. Bye.